Hello and welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert Podcast, a place where we chat about face yoga, beauty, skincare, yoga, wellness, spirituality, business and soul purpose. And this week, my guest is Tori DeVito. Now, Tori is an amazing actress. You may know her from Pretty Little Liars, One Tree Hill, Vampire Diaries, Chicago Med. She also does a lot of charitable work too. She's also very connected within her spirituality. She's a yogi, certified in Reiki, the Akashic Records, and recently started training in astrology as well. So we deep dive into all of that in this week's episode. And before we get into this amazing episode, I want to tell you a little bit about the Fusion by Danielle Collins Pro Collagen Mask. So this is the second product in the Fusion by Danielle Collins skincare range, and it's the ultimate treat for your skin. And if you're not already using this on your skin, this is your sign to do so. It's really nourishing and purifying. It's a beautiful clay mask, which deeply cleanses, draws out impurities. It's also deeply hydrated hydrating and it really leaves your skin feeling soft, supple and radiant. So you've got the French rose clay in there which draws out toxins and restores lost minerals whilst the organic rose oil and rose geranium essential oils help to really regenerate your skin cells and hydrate and soothe your face and neck. So this is the perfect treat for normal, dry, dehydrated or mature skin. I recommend applying this after cleansing on completely clean skin, leaving it on for around 10 minutes, then gently removing with a muslin cloth. Then you can use your toner and then you can follow with Fusion by Danielle Collins Pro Lift Moisturising Serum. So the mask has organic ingredients, is 100% natural, vegan and cruelty free. And it's also made with only ethically sourced sustainable ingredients. It's also an award-winning mask. So it's won Bronze Award in the Global Makeup Awards 2022, Bronze Award in the Best Natural Face Mask in the Global Green Beauty Awards 2022, and the Bronze Award in the Best New Face Mask in the Pure Beauty Awards London 2022, all up against thousands of other brands in all of these awards. So if you haven't got this gorgeous treat for your skin, go get it. It's $25.99 and the pot will last you for ages. So absolutely worth getting that. And it's always free shipping on my website as well. So you don't have to pay for any packaging or shipping costs. So go get that at faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. So let's get into this week's episode with Tori DeVito. Tori, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Really good. Thank you. And so excited and honored to be chatting to you today. There's so much I want to get into. And what I really want to start with is your journey into yoga and meditation and spirituality, because many people will know you as an amazing actress and all the gorgeous roles you've done over the years. But I know that quite a few people may not know about your wellness and spirituality journey. So maybe you sort of could take us back to the beginning and explain about how that all started. Sure. You know, I think spirituality has been a huge part of my life since before I even really knew that spirituality was a huge part of my life. You know, when I was a kid, I was 
when it came to religion and spirituality, because I grew up going to church and I was just, I questioned everything all the time, which I think my mom equally loved and drove her crazy. (laughs) But, you know, and I felt like I was able to, at a young age, kind of take little parts of everything. And I love to learn so many different things and then to find it in the way that worked for me. And so I felt like I was building a spirituality and I wasn't even aware that I was building a spirituality as a kid. And then of course, when I was a teen, that spirituality translated in getting a Ouija board, which was a huge mistake (laughs) because I didn't know any better. And I was like, let me connect to something. And I remember my mom came in and she found me and my best friend and our two boyfriends in my bathroom when I was like 14 years old doing Ouija board. She was so furious with me. And she was in there the next day with rosary beads and (laughs) and her Bible. And she was like praying out all these things. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, do not bring this into our house. But then as I got older and I just loved reading so much and connecting with, you know, I would meditate and I felt like a lot of my meditations, like angels were showing up and all these different things. And I was like, what is this? And then I met this amazing energy healer named Janet Raftis. And she's the one that kind of stepped me heavily into the spiritual world. And I got certified with Reiki through her and she taught me how to read tarot cards. And, you know, I went to fairy vortexes in North Carolina with her and just did all these retreats. And we used to do so many things. And my thing with all of this is, you know, I am a firm believer that everything could be possible and nothing could be possible. And so why not play with all the fun things while we're here? Right. And so I've taken Akashic Records uh, courses. I'm about to take another one coming up soon. I love learning about astrology. I love learning about energy healing. uh, healing. I love reading um, A Course in Miracles is a book that really resonates with me on a spiritual level. And that seems like a very rooted spiritual thing to me. Like I love the excerpts that I take from that book. So I just love playing with all of it. That's amazing. And everything you say, I resonate with hugely and sounds really similar to my journey as well. Yeah. Apart from the Ouija board, I've never done that. <laughs> I think I'm, I I think I'm a bit terrified. <laughs> it's so funny. You think it's a board game. So I was yeah. like, it's a board yeah. game, mom. Like what's wrong with a board game? And she's yeah. like, no, do not get this out of the house. And so, yeah, I had no idea. I was very (laughs) ignorant to it. (laughs) I love that though. And how does all of what you do now integrate into your life? Because I know you're super busy with your career, super busy with your life. Do you feel like it integrates into your day-to-day life? Or is it something you sort of kept separate for a while and then now you're feeling like you can introduce it in a little bit more? Absolutely. It's kind of one of those things where when you get into spirituality, like you put so much, I, at least I did, I put so much pressure on myself. If I got mad or road rage, I'd be like, but I'm meditating. Why am I getting road rage? And then I realized you can still be human and practice spirituality. You just have to have more grace for yourself. And that's a part of being spiritual is finding grace for yourself and for the people 
that drive you crazy throughout the day. Because I remember saying to <laughs> my energy healing friend, Janet Raptus, I was like, you know, I feel like I do all this spiritual work and then I feel so guilty when certain people just drive me crazy. You know, there's just somebody you meet sometimes and you're like, for whatever reason, we're not vibing. And I was like, but I'm meant to be spiritual, aren't I? I'm meant to accept everybody. And she's like, no, sometimes you just don't gel and that's okay. And it's about finding grace for that and seeing people on a soul level. And so once I learned how to integrate that, if I was on set, you were so many different personalities all the time. And I just have a way of closing my eyes now and seeing that ball of light inside of them that's the same as the one inside of me and saying, I accept this person for who I am. And then I ask the higher power, like, please help me see this situation differently. And normally I am gifted the opportunity of seeing something in that person that I can go, oh, that's why you behave that way. And then I have compassion for it. And doesn't mean I need to be around it, but I can have compassion and like distance myself in a very healthy way. Easier said than done. It doesn't work that way all the time, but best case scenario, that's like a great blending of those two worlds to me. It really is. And I think that's great advice for all of us, really. And like (laughs) you say, it is in an ideal world because I think when we are our most centered, relaxed self, you know, we've taken that time for wellness, self-care, we're connected to ourselves at a soul level. We can see the light in others. We can see the hurt in others. We can see all of it in others. But other times when we're hurting ourselves, when we're not feeling ourselves, when we're disconnected with ourselves, that can be really difficult. How do you navigate those situations? Oh my gosh. So many, you know, I mean, even as a woman, there's one week a month where I feel totally disconnected from myself, right? And that's (laughs) the hardest time of the month Mm -hmm. to find that compassion. But I say this prayer to myself, whenever I'm feeling super disconnected and I do feel like it totally resets me. It's, um, do you mind if I say it? Please do. Yes. Um, I'm here to be truly helpful. I am here to represent that which sent me. I no longer need to think about what to do or say because that which sent me will direct me. I am happy just to be here knowing that all grace is within me. I will be healed as I let the healing happen through me. Please guide me. Please use me. Please show me the way. And I feel like when I say that, it's like a surrendering of me trying to control any outcome of myself, of others, of my day. And I totally put my path up to a higher power and say like, please use me, please guide me, please show me the way. Like it is in your hands, you know, whatever that your is for you. For me, it's the universe and love. If it's God or goddess or Buddha, whatever it is, it just... Like, um, that's one of my favorite things about the Course in Miracles. It teaches you that it's so powerful to surrender your life to something more powerful than you. Why do we, why do we think that we're more powerful than this higher power, you know? And it's like the easiest thing is to just let, literally let go, let God, right? And that can mean whatever it means to you, but then you have something bigger than you helping you and helping navigate you, you know? And I just, I love that. So that, I will say that prayer on repeat when I am just all out of whack and that happens a lot. (laughs) That prayer is so beautiful. And I think it's so important to remember it's not just us 
And it's not just about us, because I think soon as we think, okay, it's bigger than us and we have that help, we have that support, we have that guide in whatever form resonates with each individual. There's something really comforting about that, particularly in this day and age, because I do think we are all so disconnected from each other and from something bigger as well. And I know I'm guilty of being sort of disconnected from universe, love, higher power, God, whatever it might be. I'm quite good with being able to connect with myself at a soul level. Only the last few years, it's taken a lot of practice to really connect there. But still, I think that that can feel quite lonely in a way, even though that's peace, joy, unconditional love, all of that. I do think that it's been a lovely reminder, actually, hearing you say that, that we have got help and support. We do. We do. do. And that's the thing. Like, you know, it's so funny. I have this, you know, I am a firm believer in, you know, science and taking action and all these things. Um, But the one thing that's really bothered me is, and I understand the anger in society, but, you know, when people are like, no, no more thoughts and prayers, we need action. And I 100% agree. But I come from the space of like, no, we need thoughts, prayers, and action. Yes. Because when we have thoughts and prayers, it's not this woo-woo, we're praying or religious. No, our thoughts and prayers connect us and make us whole. And then we are stronger to take action. But it's really hard to say that to a group of people that are really angry. And I'm a part of that group of people. I understand the anger and outrage right now. But that is the one thing I think we need. And I, I heard this podcast, I always go back to it, um, where Jane Goodall had said like the difference between, you know, gorillas, like animals and, and humans is that, um, we have not learned like how to use our intellect and our heart together. Like when we learn how to use those in conjunction together, like the power that comes out of that. And I totally agree. And so that's when I feel like, you know, especially when you're in your head, connecting to that higher power and using your intellect, your soul, you know, the higher power, your heart all together would make you just completely unstoppable. Yes. So, so important. I love that. And it's mindset and it's action is that combination. I know know you do a lot of charity work as well. And is that how you sort of navigate through what I can imagine is sometimes very tricky, very difficult work? Is it that combination of that connecting to the higher power, to your soul, to yourself, but also that action and that doing? Do you find that you have to always combine the two to help you to help you sort of do that powerful work, I guess? I do. And I feel like that is the If there's anything that any part of me that is left on this planet when I die and I'm dead and gone, my life mission is to bring compassion into activism. Because like I said, I understand wanting to scream and beat down the door, but you cannot bully the bully. You'll get nowhere. Like fighting fire with fire is just so dangerous. It's going to blow the whole place up. And I especially like, I work a lot with young people. I work on the board of directors with this organization called Safe Bay that I just love. And we talk to kids, primarily teens, about sexual consent and assault. And I see these young activists and they're so powerful and they're so smart and they have so much knowledge, like way more knowledge than I ever had when I was their age. And it's such a gift. But every time I talk to them, I try to really 
if I can just impart this on one person and they take it home and they implement it, I'm like, don't forget to have compassion because nobody is hateful without fear or hurt. Nobody. It's literally impossible. And another thing I love from The Course in Miracles is when you're outside of love, you're in fear and fear is an illusion on a soul level. So therefore you are acting insane when you're in fear. And so to have compassion from people, which is so hard, it's so hard, especially when it's, you know, when you're a woman and you feel like you're getting your rights taken away from you and you feel so angry to have compassion for those people that are trying to take those rights away from you and realizing, oh my gosh, they're acting out of fear and to have compassion for that and to fight for our rights from that place, I think is more challenging, but more powerful. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so important what you're saying. I and mean, it's so almost so difficult to get our head around, particularly yes. with people that we perceive as evil or bad or doing right. really difficult things. But I think as soon as we switch our mindset and say, hurt people, hurt people, and they are angry and they're acting yeah. out of that fear and that anger and not from a place of love, we can have compassion which sounds often sounds a bit silly saying, okay, have compassion for people who've done terrible, terrible things. But I think as soon as we can start to feel that, we see them as a as a soul, but maybe in a human body and mind that has been really hurt and is really fearful. Right. And then we can start to take the action from compassion. So I exactly. love I love that you're saying that. It's, it's so important. Yeah. And I know that you use Reiki and meditation and yoga on a daily basis as well. Tell me a little bit about that and how that sort of forms part of your life, but also helps you with this amazing mindset that you have. Yeah. I mean, meditation just kind of gives you that. For me, it's just so restorative. I feel like the world is moving so quickly. Um, It's just so much is expected of us and meditation. I feel like it's just a gift to yourself to kind of help you slow down and then help you be able to achieve all that you want to achieve in the day even more. And I feel like people think it's counterproductive to take that time away during the day, but it actually will give you more time in a really weird way. And yoga to me is actually something that I go in and out of all the time, but it's like that old friend that once you get back into it, I feel like it's there for me when I need it. Do you know what I mean? And when you get back into it, you're like, oh, why do I not do this more consistently? (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's like, it's like a tool, right? You use it. It's, It's there to calm you down. It's like, for me, I love doing nighttime, really peaceful candlelit yoga is like my favorite, which is funny because when I was in my twenties and super angsty, I hated that slow yeah. Like the slow yoga would actually get my heart beating. I'd get frustrated. I'd feel anxiety. And then I realized that was a good thing because that was showing me, you know, how quick I was moving, how I wasn't taking any time to slow down. And now I love slow yoga. Yeah. My favorite. I love yin yoga, <laughs> anything slow, because I think our yeah. lives are so busy and so totally. fast paced that anything we can do to slow down. But I think we have that natural resistance as well. I mean, I've been doing yoga and meditation for 20 years now, and still I find myself making excuses why I don't want to do the yoga and meditation. And then when yeah. I'm in it, I find myself still thinking about the things that I should be doing, or I think are more important than that, or my mind's going off elsewhere. 
which reminds me every day it's a practice. And 20 years later, I'm still practicing it. But also it makes me realize how much I am almost like addicted to being fast and busy. Yeah. Rather than slow. It's like slow isn't celebrated in our society. Quick and busy is celebrated all the time. So it's it's such a good reminder. Right. It's like we see the person that doesn't sleep, is getting so much done. We're like, God, how do you do it? And it's like, no, I want to look at the person who is sleeping a lot, taking care of themselves, resting, restoring, meditating, and getting their stuff done and going, how do you do that? Yes. (laughs) And what I also want people to know too, that I think is so important because I have to remind myself of this, is even when you're on like social media and you see somebody who does yoga consistently, you know, let's, let's take me, for example, I talk about spirituality all the time. I talk about having a practice. There are weeks where sometimes I will drop out of my practice. I will feel like a sloth. I'll feel so sluggish. And then I'll be like, Oh, I just feel like nothing's working for me. And now I feel like I'm lazy. Oh my God, the world's moving around me. I'm, you know, just like a lump on a log. I can't get off the couch. So, and that's normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have to allow space for yourself to not, you know, everybody's like, oh God, like, you know, you're probably in this practice every day. I'm like, no, I'm not. Some days I listen, sit on the couch and watch trash TV all day. And then I beat myself up at night and go, what did I just do? I just wasted a whole day, wasted my brain cells, you know, and people don't see that side or you don't remember that side when you're looking at the highlights of what everybody does every day. So it's okay to feel off. Yes. And that is wellness. It's really interesting. I was having this same chat just a few days ago. So I do business coaching for women in wellness. And I was talking about manifesting and how we need to embody our most highest vibe self. And this lady said to me, every time that she's heard me say this, she thought embodying her highest vibe self meant being high energy all the time, busy all the time, achieving all the time, goals all the time. And actually I said, embodying your highest vibe self is honoring what your body and mind needs in that moment. Mm -hmm. So actually sometimes our body and mind do need to lie on the sofa watch reality TV, eat some (laughs) chocolate. That's wellness because you're honoring what you need. If you were doing that every day for weeks and weeks and weeks, then actually maybe that wouldn't be wellness. But if you need to do that for a day or a few days, that's okay. That's your highest five self for that moment. We can't always be busy. We can't always be on. We go through times where our body is exhausted, where we're going through illness, where we're going through grief, where we're going through difficult times in our life. And actually being a high vibe embodied true wellness and well-being is often just surrendering and letting go and I think that's such an important message because it isn't the highlights reel that we see on social media we've just done a walk we've just done a run we've just done a yoga class it's like no actually today I'm feeling pretty crappy and I don't want to do anything so important definitely and tell me about your astrology because I know astrology is also an important part of your life when did you get interested in that yeah I love astrology I feel like it's so fun to learn about and play with probably uh New Year's 2020, I met somebody and started taking a course and uh, just started learning a little bit more. And in true Gemini style, I didn't get to level two yet, but I'm sure I'll get there some because something else took my attention, which is just 
what I do. Um, but you know, I love astrology cause I feel like it mixes science with woo woo stuff, which yeah. to me is like so fun. And I love learning about it. And I think the birth chart and exploring your birth chart is so fascinating. But what's fascinating to me about astrology is learning about all the different kinds of astrology, like Vedic astrology, Western astrology, Eastern astrology. There's so many different, you know, the animal totem astrology, whatever that somebody was telling me about that. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many different versions of this. And I just find it to be so fun, you know? And when you look at your birth chart and it's so connected to so much. It's hard to deny it, you know, yeah. it's, it's right there written like a screenshot of when you were born and all this stuff. And I yeah. just love it. It's amazing. And what is your astrology? So your Gemini sun, do you know your moon and rising? Yes. My um, rising is Aquarius and my moon is Libra. Okay. So I've got rising Aquarius as well. Oh. So I'm, yeah, so I'm oh, Pisces cool. sun and I'm Aquarius moon and Aquarius rising. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So my chart is lots and lots of air and lots of water, teeny bit of fire and like no earth. <laughs> so yeah. I need to ground myself lots. I am a ton of air as well. Are you? Yes. Yeah. That's why like in a relationship, like not being intellectually stimulated is like the death of a relationship for me. You know, not being able to have conversation and stuff. Yeah. I'm a ton of air. Definitely. But it makes us good communicators. We want to talk. We want to make friends with people. This is all good. I know. I'm like, is there an issue? Let's talk it out. Yes. Let's figure it out. (laughs) But not everyone wants to do that. That's the other thing I've realized. Like, I just presume that everyone needs to talk through every issue. But actually, (laughs) they really don't. And do you do anything with human design? Do you know what your human design is at all? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I forget because it's, I actually bought a book on it and I wanted to look into it more and I didn't, God, was I manifesting generator? I, I can't remember, but I thought that was so fascinating too. So fascinating, particularly if you're into astrology, it's again, like a blueprint of who you are. I love it. Yeah. But astrology is so spot on. And I think particularly often we get really caught up in our sun sign, but I think looking at the full birth chart um, is so fascinating. And funnily enough, someone did my eldest daughter, who's 10 and a half, her birth chart when she was born. And I put it in a box and I haven't looked at it for 10 and a half years and we got it out. So obviously the day she was born, I didn't know anything about what her personality would be like. Obviously I know her personality super well now. And I got it out and we read it through. So it must be like six pages. And it was literally spot on. Like she was like, mom, how does this work? Because she wanted to really get her head round it. And I was like, this is where the planets were in the sky when you were born. But she was like, how is that my personality? How do they know that I like this or I feel this or I'm connected to like you as my mum like this? Like, how did they know? And I'm like, I don't know the answer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I also love I that she's so young and, and yes. exposed to this. I wish I was exposed to that when I was like, I know. Was so well, fun. she's open to it because she's triple water sign. So she's super intuitive okay, and super sensitive. So for there her, it's like, yeah, <laughs> she's an empath all over. So she gets it for oh sure. My God, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So if you were to pick, we've talked about lots of different tools here. If you were to pick, one of your wellness or spirituality tools to just do every day, if you couldn't do any others, what would you pick? Oh my gosh, that is such a hard 
question. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my goals that I have not achieved yet, and it's been a goal for probably the last six years, and I don't know why I haven't followed through with it. One of my goals is to finish the text completely in The Course of Miracles and to do the workbook one lesson a day for, it has 365 lessons in it, do one a day. I get to about lesson 50 and then I crap out and I don't know why. (laughs) So I would really love to hone in on that and actually go through every lesson, do it one a day for a full year, read the whole text. I would love to do that. Yes. I love that. That would be the one that I would pick right now. Well, maybe we all need to keep you accountable to that. Maybe yes. in a year's time, <laughs> maybe in a year's time, you should come back on the podcast. This is the and time, we, <laughs> and we can chat about this. And you yes. can tell me, yes, you've committed to it now. It's, yes. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's great. It's obviously would, something you want to do. I do because yeah. I do feel like to actually go a year with these lessons because what I've got gained from the little that I've studied this for the last six years, I've gained so much. I've learned so much that I can't imagine if I did it consistently for a year. I wonder in a year's time where my head would be at as far as connecting with people, you know, in tricky situations, like what tools would I gain in a year? I need to do this. I don't know why I haven't done it. You see, sometimes it's just hard to get yourself motivated. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. I can tell you're going to do it. This is exciting. But you're (laughs) right. There's so many almost layers of us to go through. And actually imagine if you did commit yourself every day for a year, where you would be and how you would feel. If you're where you are now, which is already really open and awakened and spiritual, it's only going to take that deeper and it's only going to help you manifest more miracles, be more of service to other people, feel more love, feel more joy. Yeah. Love yeah. it. That's yeah. amazing. And a good answer to that question, because as I was prepping that question, I thought, that is tricky. If someone asked me what I would say, <laughs> and I actually decided, I'll tell you what my answer would be, if I can only pick one wellness tool, I think I would pick breath work. So anything to do with wow. deep breathing, because I think for me, that's probably the most powerful tool that I use every day. It was one of the first yeah. wellness tools that I really learned, which really started my healing journey um, sort of 18, 19 years ago. But deep breathing, I think for me, deep breathing and gratitude, I think would be my two ones for sure. I need to get into breath work. You know, I actually am very bad at breathing, like so bad. I never take deep breaths. When I do it, like, I'm really not good at it. I need to, it's something I should get into too. Yeah. It's so easy just to get into that shallow breathing and we all do it. I try and remind myself, I don't often have a really structured breathwork routine. I often just check in and see what's happening and then just breathe in for a count of four through my nose, really doing belly breathing and then out for a count of six and just do that two or three times. Because when we breathe like that, our nervous system instantly calms. We're instantly in that rest and digest state. We can't be in that fight or flight state. And every system in our body just goes, oh, thank you. (laughs) I can work now. I can do what I'm meant to do. And I just think, it is it's amazing it's so powerful I wish I could do it more maybe when you do your course in miracles every day maybe do deep breathing whilst you're doing it maybe you can combine the two yes that sounds lovely (laughs) that sounds great 
<laughs> and then final question, Tori, I'd love for you to share. If you could pick one tip to share with everyone for deep inner peace, what would that be? One tip. Oh. Honestly, as cliche as it might sound, I think the, e- the best thing for inner peace is finding moments of simplicity in your life and really like integrating that into your life and having a lot of grace for yourself and going easy on yourself. Yeah, beautiful. That's amazing. Tori, if people would like to connect with you, learn more about what you do, learn more about the charities you work with, how can they do that? Um, They can find me on Instagram at Tori DeVito. Amazing. Thank you, Tori. You've been just yeah. absolutely gorgeous soul to connect with and uh, chat to. Thank you for being on the Face Your Expert well. podcast. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle, Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.